It is Wednesday, September 28th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Aaron Judge still on 60 home runs, but the Yankees clinched the AL East. One of the league's best pass rushers status up in the air for this weekend. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. Welcome into Straight Out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. One of the league's best pass rushers, Miles Garrett, after a one-car accident, is dealing with some injuries. His status questionable for the weekend. Aaron Judge's home run drought continues, now homerless in seven games, stuck on 60. But the Yankees did clinch the American League East. The Cardinals clinched the NL Central. And the Braves are tied with the Mets atop the NL East. I think the Vegas lead has to be Aaron Judge. Uh, That's the story that everyone's watching right now. Uh, and on a day where there's no football, feels like the day. Let's let's give this story its flowers. It's been sort of a, a, a footnote for us on this show. But with no game last night and no game tonight, okay, we'll talk, we'll give you some some spotlight here, Aaron Judge. O for one, four walks last night for the Yankees slugger. A full count in all five at bats. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean. So it doesn't feel – I mean, he did get intentionally walked a couple nights ago, Mm -hmm. which someone put up this – didn't like it was like his 18th intentional walk of the season, and they compared it to Bond. Yeah, it's not even even close. It's not a comparison. It's ridiculous. But it it doesn't feel like people are really approaching him any differently. It's just – and this has happened with everybody. Like when you get to these numbers, it weighs on you. You start to to push a little bit. I think it's still coming, but I think us holding our breath – while, while we wait for it to happen, mm-hmm. might be a little foolish. Just ex- roll with the punches. It comes when it comes. Here's what I think is happening. And the walks tell me something. And it's not telling me that people are pitching around Aaron Judge. What it's telling me is that Judge is being more selective. He's not expanding the zone. I think that and it's not about him being a team player and looking for walks. I think he's so focused on this 61st home run that he doesn't want to swing at any pitches that he doesn't feel like he's going to get a hold of. So he's not trying to slap an outside cutter to right field. He's not trying to, you know, take an inside pitch and pull it down the line for a double. He is looking for the pitch that he is going to drive out of the ballpark. And by being more selective, it's opening himself to more walks. Because keep in mind, as great as Aaron Judge is, as prolific of a home run hitter, and he is the triple crown leader in the American League, that's a historic feat. He also strikes out a ton. And what we haven't seen a lot during this seven-game home run drought is a ton of strikeouts. So we have seen. You're, are you saying this should be his approach most of the season? I'm just saying he is taking more of a patient approach as opposed to swinging freely. Now maybe he has to open himself up. Maybe the pressure gets to him, and he decides, hey, over the course of the next seven, eight games, I got to expand my zone a bit. But right now, 
what I'm seeing out of Aaron Judge is a very patient hitter. Eight games left on the schedule, so he's, he's still got time to get it done. But there was a time when we were saying 12, 13 games left on the schedule, and that number gets smaller and smaller, and it's like, ooh, if we think he's pressing now, what happens? If he doesn't leave Toronto with it, you're down to two series. Yeah, and thankfully one of those series is in the Bronx where he'll have the short portion right field, and he loves to go the opposite way. And the final four games are in Texas, where it's a ballpark that does give up a ton of home runs. And a pitching staff that gives up a ton of home runs. Speaking of that, I I thought Judge was going to get it today because Jose Barrios, who coincidentally gave up Judge's first home run of the season, has given up the third most home runs in Major League Baseball. 29 home runs Jose Barrios has given up this season. And so I thought this was as good of a chance as Aaron Judge had to hit number 61. It didn't happen. I'll tell you who's thrilled by this. Yankees fans. No. All the sports books. Oh. (laughs) More money is being wagered on Aaron Judge home run props over the last week than Anybody else across Major League Baseball. And the books are hanging different odds. You know, sometimes the odds. You've got to pay a tax. But sometimes they should be 225 and it's plus 190. Sometimes it should be 260, it's plus 200. So, yeah, you're getting the short end of the stick. But the book's cleaning up because everyone's betting it. And he has not homered in seven games now. Yeah, so I, but I'll also say this. I think Yankees fans, uh, well, every Yankee fan wants him to do it. I think they'd love to see it happen at Yankee Stadium. So, uh, so I'll ask you to put your odds on it. If you were to say Yankee Aaron Judge hits 61, what, what, are, what odds would you need? Like, what, what's the chances that Aaron Judge hits 61? He's definitely going to hit it, in my opinion. Okay, so like you're saying 90%, 95? Yes, he's de- over the course of the next eight games. He's hitting. What about 62 then? That I don't know. Although, <laughs> they come in bunches. So he yeah. could have 61 and 62 in the same game because I think once he gets 61, I think the pressure's off of him. Even though it's the record tying, it's still the important milestone. And also, here's an interesting nugget. This was the Yankees' 154th game of the season. Babe Ruth hit his 60 home runs in 154. Maris hit his 61 the first year that the American League expanded the schedule to 162 games. But Maris was stuck on, he didn't hit his 60th home run until game 155, I believe. Okay. So Aaron Judge is ahead of the pace of Roger Maris, who hit number 61 going into tonight. And speaking of all the wagers, according to Caesars Sportsbook, More bets were placed on Aaron Judge to hit a home run on Tuesday night than any outcome on the entire Major League Baseball season. Wow. The sportsbook reported that one better in New York placed a $10,000 bet on Aaron Judge to homer at plus 215 odds. Wow, that's, that's wild. So, Think about that. Yeah, people are people are wildly interested in it, to say the least. So, and I think kind of flying under the radar is that the Yankees are on an eight and one stretch 
yeah. during this. And the one loss was a, an extra inning loss uh, to Toronto on Monday. But I, I got a question for you, and we don't know the answer right now. The Yankees just clinched the American League East, and they clinched the number two seed in the American League postseason. So yeah, the, the Astros, Astros need to win one more game to, to have the best record in the AL, I think. Going to happen. Yeah. They're not losing out. Do the Yankees sit Aaron Judge tomorrow? I don't think so. I don't think they can. You can't? No, because can't it, if he ends up – if he somehow ends up stuck on 60, people will say, how could you How could you do this? <laughs> think about Dave Roberts every time he goes out and gets his pitcher. Like, and everybody's like, what? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, Imagine being the guy who sits Aaron Judge during this chase. It's just unimaginable. To so me. the Yankees will have um, <laughs> Mitch White going for the Blue Jays here. On Wednesday, Mitch White this season for uh, Toronto and the Dodgers combined, because he was on the Dodgers earlier in the year, has only allowed eight home runs this season. So not a – and he's made 17 starts. Only eight home runs allowed in 17 starts for Mitch White. And then beginning this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Yankees will have three games in the Bronx – against the Baltimore Orioles before wrapping up the season with a four-game series in Texas against the Rangers. All right, there you go. But also, talking about tonight's games, Wednesday night's games, do we fade the Yankees and the Cardinals? Because the St. Louis Cardinals just clinched the NL Central by beating the Brewers on Tuesday night. So here on Wednesday, you got the Yankees – who it's going to be a short line against Toronto. It's like Yankees minus 120, minus 125. Garrett Cole's on the hill for the Yankees. And for the Cardinals, they're dogs on the road against Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers. Do we fade both of those teams after the champagne celebrations? Didn't you just learn this lesson with the Astros? You had to remind me of that. I think, I, yeah, I had to remind you. Listen, this it feels like that's the right thing to do, but – Clearly, these teams are still taking these games seriously. I, I think, may, I guess maybe in this case, the Yankees have basically locked themselves into the two seed. Maybe you do. But, I, again, the Yankees seem like an organization, much like the Astros were. When, when you make it year in and year out, it's, it feels like the celebration's not quite the same. That's you know, a good point. If, when the Pittsburgh Pirates clinched the NL Central one year in, like, 2046 – We'll expect them to really live it up. But you do have two teams in the Yankees and the Cardinals that have clinched their seeding. Like the Cardinals are going to be the three seed, and they're going to have to play a wild card team. And the Yankees, they're the Yankees maybe don't rest players because they're going to have a couple of days off because yeah. they're going to get a bye going straight to the divisional round. So it's interesting there. Uh, we'll talk more about those spreads coming up in the look ahead. But, yes, as you remind, remind me, AJ, I did fade the Astros after they clinched going up against Shane McClanahan the following day. The Astros win 5 nothing against the Tampa Got Bay the Rays. job done. But the Yankees do clinch the American League East. The Cardinals clinch the NL Central. Sticking in Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves are now tied with the Mets for first place in the National League East. The Braves took care of business against the Nationals. The Mets losing to the Miami Marlins. So they are both tied atop the NL East. And these two teams, AJ, are scheduled to play each other in Atlanta Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
Yes, it's a huge series, and the Mets have lined up their pitching staff accordingly. Chris Bassett, Jacob DeGrom, and Max Scherzer will start those games. The Braves did the same thing. Max Freed, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton will start those three games. But Hurricane Ian, which is hitting the southeast of this country, could impact this series. No announcement has been made yet. No decision has been made yet about possibly moving these games. But this is the most important series of the year for, for really the entire league, right? This is, this is essentially a playoff series that could be affected by adverse weather. Yeah, no doubt. And this is it's not unprecedented. If you remember, uh, the Astros series against the Rangers got moved to Tropicana Field. Uh, a couple of years back during Hurricane Harvey. So this is it, it happens sometimes. Um, I don't know if this is going to – again, it's so early in the week, the fact that – and we'll get to these football games here shortly. Who knows what, how the weather changes, you know, over the next few days. These things, they work that way. But it, it's certainly not – an ideal thing for a home team to lose home games mm-hmm. when they matter this much. So the the hurricane is set to hit Florida, but Georgia is going to experience heavy rain and heavy winds. And so there's the potential for these games to get rained out. And, and then it's, it's a matter of how do you make up these games? Will there be double headers? Uh, we also have to remind folks that, the season started late because of the lockout. So the Major League Baseball season finishes on October 5th, and the wild card series in the National League begins on October 7th. So maybe, well, basically there's no chance to make up these games at a later time. They might have to move this to a neutral location, which that favors the Mets. No doubt. No doubt. Like I said, Losing home field advantage in key matchups, it's just like imagine you're in a playoff series and you lose a home field. Like, that's how important these games are at this point. This is going to determine the National League East, the Mets and the Braves. And if they have to move this game to Kansas City or Cincinnati, there's also ballpark factors that come into play, right? You know, you move this game to Cincinnati, that's a hitter's ballpark. A lot of overs in that ballpark. You move this to Miami. It's a pitcher's ballpark. But, again, with the with the hurricane hitting South Florida, I don't think you're moving this game to Miami, even no, though they have a dome. But I do, I do think that that is something to think about. And I remember when, when they moved the, the Astros-Rangers series to Tampa, they talked, and Tampa was one of the stadiums that was available, which was nice. But it was also, there's zero chance of losing this game to weather. Mm-hmm. Like, if we, like, you don't want to move to a place where weather may still cost yeah. you the game. And we've seen there's talk about moving the uh, the Tampa Chiefs game, the the Tampa Bay versus the Chiefs Sunday night Sunday football, night football game. Yep. They've talked about moving it to Minnesota, uh, which would be a place where you know whatever the gods decide to do that day can't affect the football game. Uh, this is nothing new in sports. This has happened before. We've had games last year, week one of the NFL season. A hurricane forced the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints to play in Jacksonville. I remember when when I was living in New York and, and the Giants uh, th- th- had a game that was uh, it was a playoff game, right? It was supposed to be in Minnesota. Isn't that when the roof collapsed? Yeah. In Minnesota, that game got moved. So there's a lot of things that go into this, a lot of logistics, but this has to be determined. Maybe they could, I don't know, if they move the game up to Thursday, 
Both the Braves and the Mets are off on Thursday, so you lose an off day. You lose a rest day for these pitchers, which is important. It could affect the pitching staffs. Uh, and it certainly makes who, it makes winning that game, these this series, more important because the, the team who gets to the playoffs on better rest – is going to have yeah. a nice edge. Like the team who wins this series is going to have a nice edge with some rest versus the, the team who ends up being a wild card team. All right, let's look at how this hurricane is affecting some of the other games around the country. The University of South Florida, their game with East Carolina has been relocated to Boca Raton. Boca Raton, Boca Raton. What do we? What's Boca the, Raton. Boca Raton, okay. That's how the uh, Altacacas pronounce it. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, South Florida and East Carolina will play at Florida Atlantic, uh, their university stadium, on Saturday. Kickoff now set for 2.30 Eastern. And South Florida, which relocated to Fort Lauderdale on Tuesday afternoon following an on-campus practice, they were originally tabbed for a 7 p.m. start at Raymond James in Tampa. The Florida-Eastern Washington game, which was originally scheduled for Saturday in the Swamp, has been moved to Sunday at noon Eastern. That game's still going to be on the SEC Network Plus uh, and available on ESPN Plus. And the University Athletic Athletic Association said it'll work with UF, local and state officials to monitor Hurricane Ian and any potential impacts on the new date. Central Florida's game against Southern Methodist, originally scheduled for Saturday uh, in Orlando, has been moved to Sunday, now set for 1 Eastern. With uh, It'll be on the ESPN family, likely on ESPN Plus would be my guess. South Carolina State at South Carolina, originally set for noon in Columbia, has been moved to Thursday. The school announced uh, yesterday, so that's going to be on the SEC Network still Thursday at 7 Eastern. And Florida State remains optimistic that they're going to be able to play their game uh, at the normal time. 3.30 is when it's scheduled on Saturday, though Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson has said, you certainly hope the ACC office makes the right decision, and if they don't, we will. We are not going to travel down there and put anybody at risk. We will be monitoring the weather. So clearly, Wake. I, I think that I think by Florida seems like it's going to be okay by the time the weekend gets here, and, and the the storm should have moved up the coast by mm-hmm. then. But you never know with these things. Like I said, there's it's a long time in advance. And then uh, you know, there's a a couple smaller games. Stetson and San Diego got got moved, uh, and you know, and like I mentioned in the NFL. The, the game that's under consideration for being moved is that Sunday night football game. The the main possibility seems to be U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis with the Vikings playing the Saints in London. Their, their stadium is free. It's, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people, we talked with Fezzik yesterday, uh, jumped on a lot of these totals with the weather and the uncertainty. But with the games being moved, I, I guess if a game is relocated, your bet is voided. But does your bet get voided if you are going to a different day? Um, you know, that's we, a book by book thing. Yeah, if and it also, changes venues, it's automatically yes, void. Because what they and what these books will do is now the game has a different rotation number, so the game is off the board. The game gets re-released on the board and with a new number and a new total. So I'm seeing SMU and UCF, UCF three and a half total of 64 and a half. So uh, if you bet it thinking that it was going to be on Saturday and, and you took an under, well, 
uh, you have to replace your bet on that one. No line out for Florida and Eastern Washington just yet. But there still should be some effect, right? Like, I don't know if the weather is going to be perfect on Sunday, and, and maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be sunshine and rainbows, and, and everything's going to be all fine and dandy after the storm. And we're hoping that this storm isn't as bad as what they are projecting it to be. A lot of times these things wash away, and we're hoping that this one pushes off the shore. But right now, there are a ton of football games that will be affected by this storm surge. And you mentioned it earlier, AJ, the Sunday night football game, Tampa and um, Kansas, City. Kansas City, any potential of that being adjusted? Well, that's what they said. They, it may end up moving to Minnesota. Like, it's still going to be Sunday night. Sunday night football is going to happen on Sunday night. Yeah. It's just a matter of if it happens in Tampa or it happens somewhere else. That's big. No doubt. Chiefs, Bucks, Kansas City right now, two-point favorites, total of 45. Uh, this thing moves indoors. Maybe yep. total goes up. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah, Neutral site, favor the Chiefs even more? I think so. I want the Chiefs anyway. <laughs> so, probably, yeah. I, I probably do too. Elsewhere in the NFL, Cleveland Browns pass rusher Miles Garrett involved in a one-car accident on Monday afternoon. Uh, reports yesterday were that he suffered a shoulder sprain and a bicep strain, as well as some cuts and bruises in the accident. He has cleared concussion protocol, but his status for Sunday's game against the Falcons up in the air. And this is big. Jadavian Clowney missed last week. Yep. Uh, it, you know, Miles Garrett, no Miles Garrett, no Jadavian Clowney would certainly, you know, Marcus Mariota would love to see it. Uh, <laughs> but th- that's a, a big deal for a team that has started out 2-1 and one and has some confidence right now. Would you jump in on the Falcons right now? I, I like the Falcons. Yeah, I, I like the Falcons kind of b- before this news. So mm-hmm. I, I think I lean towards the Falcons anyway. Uh, certainly, he is a game. He's one of the the most impactful defensive players in the league. Yes. So this would be massive uh, for a massive positive for the Falcons if he sits out. Um, but yeah, I, I think as someone who who leaned towards the Falcons anyway, this is good news. And this game did open up as uh, Cleveland minus three, and now it is at Cleveland minus one and a half. So movement, of course, probably relating to Miles Garrett. But I like Atlanta at home. Someone asked me today uh, if 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 they were smart to place a wager on the Falcons to win the NFC South. And <laughs> here's what I told them. No. <laughs> I or did you say something nicer? Did, well, other than no, what are you, a dummy? Here's what I said. I said, why don't you give me your money? Okay. I'll hold on to it for you for a a couple of weeks. If you change your mind, I'll give you your money back. End of story, right? But if you don't change your mind, I keep your money. (laughs) And and because he's not getting paid out on the winnings, I don't let you. Yeah, I don't let you take it to the sports book. Certainly, (laughs) I think that's a good move. (laughs) Right now, the Falcons are plus fifteen hundred to win the NFC South. Bucks three to one. Saints six to one. The Panthers. Have better odds than the Falcons. Panthers are eight to one. I like the Falcons the better than South. the Panthers right now. So do I. Yeah. Which is surprising that the Falcons have worse odds than the Carolina Panthers. One thing that we talked about yesterday on the show, yesterday morning, was Bo Nickel, the Penn State wrestler who 
Uh, it was on Dana White's contender series last night. Was a heavy, heavy minus favorite. Minus twenty four hundred. Yeah, and and it ended up. I think it closed at minus thirty four hundred, thirty five hundred, oh, wow. something like that. Uh, and we talked about you got to bet him in the first round if you want any kind of value. You've, he, the, it's the only way there's value is Bo Nickel wins in round one. Sure enough, Bo Nickel runs through Donovan Beard in fifty seven seconds, gets the job done. He is now in the UFC. First thing he does is say that he wants to fight Hamzat Shemaev, which Dana White says, hey, slow down, buddy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll treat you the way we want to treat you. We'll, we'll keep your career on the right path. But Bo Nickel with another dominant performance. And welcome to the UFC, Bo Nickel. Good show. I did watch the highlights on Twitter. And the highlights? That was the whole fight. Yes, the, exactly. <laughs> he did connect with one punch, which knocked the opponent down to the ground. And then... He just got him in like he he wrapped up his neck in his leg. Triangle he, choke, yeah. And then he grabbed his foot and he had his arm in an arm bar. And then all of a sudden the ref's like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> the fight was over. Yep. I couldn't even see the guy tap yeah, out. I it, couldn't even see what happened. Yeah, they didn't have the right camera angle on it, but he did tap out to a to a triangle choke. So uh great start for for Bo Nickel. Three fights, about just under three minutes of cage time and three wins. Good good start for him. That's great. Well, let's see what we have in store here for Wednesday's schedule. Here's the look ahead. We have day baseball. The Reds are at the Pirates. Luis Sessa gets the start for Cincinnati. Bryce Wilson goes for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus 120. And then your night slate. The Rays are at the Guardians. Guess who's back? Back again. Tyler Glass now's back. Ooh. Tell a friend. Glass now gets the start for the Rays in Cleveland. Tristan McKenzie goes for the Guardians, but the Rays are very optimistic that Glass now, with a strong performance, will be ready to go for the postseason. Cleveland minus 125 total of six and a half. It's almost like getting a, an ace at the trade deadline. At the trade deadline? You get him right before the postseason. Are you kidding me? Good move. <laughs> the Royals will take on the Tigers in Detroit. Daniel Lynch gets the start for the Royals and the uh, for the Tigers. It'll be Matt Manning. It's Matt Manning Day. Yeah, Detroit is minus 135. Friggin' Rex Manning Day. The Braves are at the Nationals. Atlanta looking to finish off a sweep of the Nats as they are tied with the Mets atop the National League East. Jake Odorizzi gets a start for Atlanta. Josiah Gray for the Nationals. Atlanta minus 225, total of eight and a half. The Atlanta offense is just absolutely humming right now. The Yankees at the Blue Jays, they'll wrap up that series. The Yankees have clinched the American League East. Garrett Cole opposes Mitch White. The Yankees minus 125, total of seven and a half. The Orioles are at the Red Sox. Boston minus 115 with Rich Hill on the hill against Dean Kramer. Total is nine. Marlins at the Mets. The Mets need to salvage a win here. They drop a game on Tuesday. They send Taiwan Walker to the hill, a minus 195 favorite. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami. White Sox are at the Twins. Johnny Cueto starts for Chicago against Josh Winder for Minnesota. Chicago is minus 115. The Phillies are at the Cubs. Aaron Nola gets a start for Philly, looking to bounce back after losing a game here uh, that Zach Wheeler pitched great in on Tuesday night. Philly minus 190. Cardinals are at the Brewers. The Cardinals clinch the NL Central. The Brewers looking to stay alive in the wild card race. They miss an opportunity to gain a game on the Phillies. As I mentioned, Philly losing to the Cubs on Tuesday night. Brandon Woodruff goes for Milwaukee. They're minus 140 favorites. Jose Quintana goes for St. Louis. Diamondbacks are at the Astros. Zach Gowan, my boy, what a pigeon is this on is. the hill against Justin Verlander. Houston is minus 190. Total is six and a half. 
first five total probably going to be three. <laughs> That's a Do we number. go under three? Right, that's what we did. In, well, who was it? It was uh, Zach Gallen and Arias. We went under in the Julio first five. Arias. Yep. I and it was think, two nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, not with this Astros team. Not the way they're playing lately. I don't want to get in front of it. Oh, Zach Gallen is incredible. He is. He is. And Justin Verland. Verland has got a 1.8 ERA. Oh, what a bum. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, they got the A's taking on the Angels. Adrian Martinez, not the Kansas State quarterback, but Adrian he Martinez. He came off a win this week, he baby. Did. He gets to start going for the A's. The Angels are minus 190. Michael Lorenzen gets the start for them. Uh, remember Jared Lorenzen? I do, the hefty lefty. The hefty lefty. That's, That's right. right. He passed away, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kentucky story. quarterback. Yep. Dodgers take on the Padres. Dodgers minus 140. Joe Musgrove on the hill for San Diego. Julio Urias, the aforementioned, on the hill for the Dodgers. Rangers are at the Mariners. Martin Perez, George Kirby, and the Rockies face the Giants in San Francisco. And no announced pitcher for the Giants just yet. Jose Urena goes for Colorado. So that is the look ahead for Wednesday, September 28th. Good news for listeners of this podcast. You can go to pregame.com and get 20% off. Of anything that you want to get. You want to get a daily pick. You want to get a package. You want AJ's package for the weekend. So you get the UFC bets, the college football bets, the NFL bets. You want to jump on board for one of my baseball packages. 20% off for listeners of this podcast. You just go to pregame.com. You use the promo code Vegas. 20. That's easy to remember. Easy. It's just Vegas 20. 20% off for listeners of Straight Out of Vegas AM. It's good for the next week. So I'll give you the code again tomorrow. I'll give it to you again the next day. I'll give it to you again the next day because it is good until next week. Tuesday. AJ and I recorded the college football preview, which is available on this same Dream podcast feed. So if you want to get our eight selections for the college football contest, you want to make sure you go ahead and listen to that. And then we have the Dream Preview NFL pod being recorded on Wednesday evening. That'll be available on Thursday morning after AJ, a really good week in the super contest for us. Yeah, yeah, strong strong week and NFL's NFL's working good. I had a rough start to the the Sunday and then after the early games everything went my way on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. So you want to catch that available once again right here on this Dream Preview feed. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Have a great Wednesday. This is straight out of Vegas. AM.